Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Welcome to Church Talk TV. Chris and Bill Tenney Britton here. Today we are talking about the dream teams. And when I say dream teams, I mean multiple dream teams. You know, putting together the teams that a church needs to operate. Yeah, I was thinking to make a church a church of our dreams. A church of our dreams. There yeah. we are. I like well, it. Or, yeah, oh, yeah I love right. it. Yeah. yeah. If you if you have good teams. A church runs like a dream. Yes, you know, it does. Good well, leadership, good teams. Yeah. yeah, there it is. There it is. And right. teams, exactly. Right. Notice we're not saying committees. We're oh, saying that's right. teams. Huge difference. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. want to say why? Well, Ask it, okay, a, a committee is you nominate someone, and then often in churches, and then they nominate all the members of the committee as well. That, that's a committee. No question that's a committee. A team is, you want to jump in? Well, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking that when, you know, and and there are policies. We'll pick up on policies in a little bit. But there are policies about who can be on committees, blah, blah, blah. But the difference to me, or who can lead them, blah, 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 and how they get on there often. But here's the reality. There are a lot of one-person committees out there, right? Which one person is not a committee committee make, right? (laughs) No, nor a team. Yeah, nor a team. team. Well, wait, wait. I want to go to the team (laughs) because the deal with the teams are... Is the deal with the teams is that teams work together. They really are a team. It's like a baseball team or a football team or a well, it's, you know, you get a tennis team, but that's not exactly not the really. same. That's a not, lot of yeah. committees work like tennis pairs or whatever committees, but teams really are working together. They're a fine oiled mechanism. Or, Typ- yeah. Typically, a team Good. you raise up someone who has passion for the position. And they choose their team. I can work with him. I can work with. I'm not working with. Not that I person. can. I want to. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. they have the gifts, and and you want people who are going to make your team look good, right? right. Who's going to make your team really function? Not right. because Aunt Mabel really liked that person, and and they're a really nice person, right. or they're going to be mad at you. I've, I've just been dealing with this in uh, with a church of uh, recently that this person who is so dad blasted toxic keeps. Ending up on teams because they feel sad for them, like they should be, or that person's going to get feels mad. Bad for them. Yeah, right. or they're going to get mad yeah. at them yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Get and over like, it. Put people on the team you can work right, with and want to work with. You're setting your team up for failure, and quite honestly, your team won't be a team. You right. won't have any team players, right? Well, okay. we've, we've we've chased off some weeds that we had no intention of going in. We, we we have a lovely outline. This wasn't on it, <laughs> but. It's important stuff. It is important <laughs> it stuff. Is. It is important stuff. So, okay, let me segue here, maybe. Right, right. Uh, so, right. today we want to talk about three types of teams. We right. want to talk so, about... It's not three types, really. It's, it's three types, kinds, I guess, whatever. Okay, types. It yeah. is three types of teams. All right, three different teams, anyway. No, because each team has teams. Each set of teams has sub-teams. Stick with me here, husband. Just stick with me. We're heading down, <laughs> down this road. We're not we going to talk about any of those sub teams. We today. want to talk about <laughs> ministry teams, 
the ministry team, about the administration team, and about the policy team. And I think when it comes to churches, there you may be asking, a policy team? Well, the board, the blah, 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 the whatever does Board, policy. council, session, yeah, vestry. Whatever. And, and that, oh, why would you need a team just for policy? Well, we're going to tell you why, but not before we talk about the ministry team. All right. So I just want to real quick, before we go any further, just where this all comes from, uh, once upon a time, a guy named Wayne Cadero wrote a book, Doing Church as a Team. And he talked about the fractal model, which essentially divides the whole world into fourths. And you have four different team members, and they have each one of those has another team with four different, and it goes on like that. And those four teams are based on the, the a fractal that is in the four uh Key, yeah, four key strategies. Right. Invite, connect, disciple, send. We've talked about that a number of times. We'll probably continue to talk about that. And But that's the ministry team. And if you only have a ministry team, your church is going to be very hampered yes. because there's administration has to get a, Someone's got to do the building management. Someone has to do the money. Someone has to do the databasing. Right. And someone has to run staff. And, and Or there's a variety of different ways of you know aligning all that. But here's the deal. That's an administration team. And God bless him. I'm sure Wayne had that, but he didn't put it in his book. And so we put it well, down together. <laughs> well, because he was trying to deal with those ministry teams. Yeah, he did I ministry mean, teams. we're still right. how many years later, well over 20 years later, trying to get that through and enacted and into pastors and leaders' brains and when the ones that are using it in the churches where you see it see it working, it's really working. It's scalable. You can do it with you can have that model with a, a church of five people and a church of 50,000 people. It, okay. it works. Okay. Anyway. But we've talked about fractals right, before. Exactly. We've talked to you and very recently about the four core strategies, right. the four core ministries that your church needs. So it, That's the core of the, the ministry team. The core ministry team. But you can't, as you're saying, I think this is what I'm hearing, and right. I, I think I know from you, is that that in administration team has to be there. I mean, so does the policy team. Right. Yeah. But, but you can't do your ministry without the administrative part. Right. Where are you going to get the money from? How's that going to happen? So do you want to kick in? Well, only if, if, if you are stuck yeah. with having to do administration and ministry, you don't, oh, you won't, yeah. what you'll find is you don't have time for ministry. Right. <laughs> because right. all those other details will get in the right. way. And right. they're always calling your name. It's always a form to fill out. But, you know, again, I just want to say that, that, that a lot of churches are operating that way, right? I mean, everybody's doing everything. And right. I'm even thinking about board meetings and churches and board council vestries, right, that, that are still operating on this. Well, you've got to bring a report or you've got to send a report before that meeting, that monthly meeting right. or whatever. And, and, they get, and they get into the deep weeds of managing oh everything gosh, the board does. Yeah. So, so, the, so what we're saying is th- these three teams separate out some of those tasks right. so that each team can do what they're really effective at yep. so that your church can be effective and sustainable oh, yes. and faithful. And All right? faithful. So, so, so let's go, let's, go, let's, let's touch okay, on the ahead. ministry team because we've kind of beat that horse regularly. Okay. The four P, we just finished the four key strategies. Right, teams, I know. I but, thought so. you said let's touch on it. I thought we've just taught. You mean touched it. You want to go to the administration no, team. I'll, no, I'll, no, hang on. We're going to talk about the, the, the ministry team has four leaders and they manage oh, all the ministry. 
okay? They manage all the ministry in the church. So you got the send ministry or minister, key leader, whatever you want to call that person. And they're in charge of making sure there's people coming in. And there's a lot of various ways that we've talked about that, how that happens. That's what I said. You said send. Did I say send? Yeah. All right. If he didn't, oops. Yeah. Anyway, okay, go ahead. Pretty sure I said invite. Anyway, they're bringing people in. The second team is the connect team, the and and the the leader. They're responsible for making sure that that new people connect to the church, members connect with each other. There's membership, member care taking place, and there's ways in which we are uh, connecting people into the church, the congregation, and on. Disciple, well, we know what the disciple leader does. They make disciples. It's more than Christian ed, but it is discipling, helping people become faithful, effective, and behaving like disciples of Jesus Christ. And then there's a send or the go, which is all about creating neighborhood missionaries who go back out in the world and the cycle starts over. And the ministry team handles all the ministry and they make all the ministry decisions. They don't go to the board to ask whether they're going to have vacation Bible school or where to schedule vacation Bible school because they're the ones that are closest to the ministry. They're the ones who make those decisions. All right. So now we've really got to keep going here and get to that administration team. And this is one of my favorites because, uh, you know, as you're talking about that ministry and and those needs and when might we go to the board and you have to fund it somehow. There has to be money. And we just want you to know that in, in a church that's doing anything, there's never enough money. They never, it, right? Always, Even in the yep. largest of churches, people yep. will say, oh, that's a huge old church. They can do anything. No, no, they can't. Because vision, mission, uh, ministry is always so much bigger. That vision, if it's a God vision, it's big. So there's, you, there's never enough money. What tends to happen, though, in our congregations is that, that we'll hear, um, oh, we can't do that because we don't have enough money. Or, and we'll and we hear that all the time. And, and we'll hear it on a, from a finance committee. Always. Right? And, and often we hear this in conjunction when we don't like the pastor. It will get gripped into the pastor. The pastor isn't rip, uh, raising enough money. But here's the deal. It's that finance committee's responsibility to, to make raise sure, money. That's right, to make sure there's money. Right, because it's, it's, it, it's not the finance committee or anybody else in administration to say, oh, you can't do that because you don't have the money or you don't have this or you can't do that. The job of the administrative team is to allow the ministry to, not allow, is to help promote, undergird that ministry, to make that ministry successful. The question isn't effective. The question isn't can we afford it? The question is how can how? we afford it? How can we make this happen? And not how can we afford that? Right. It's yep. how we're going yeah, to what are we going to do to make this happen? Right. And um, and and sometimes that does mean we're going to cut something else that is not as effective. Right. But most of the time it means how are we going to raise the money to make sure that this ministry happens? And that's the responsibility of, again, the administration team has a finance group. It normally has a building and grounds kind of group. It normally has an, a, a, um, an office administration or, H, uh, or that kind of staff, and it has an HR group. Yes. Um, sometimes the administration group 
uh, it was less about off yeah, the team is less about office management per se, right? And more about databasing and communications. The, those the, every church decides what those four are going to be, but there's always going to be finances. If you have a building, there's always going to be a building, and then there's normally personnel. There and has whatever. to be personnel, yeah, so, right? So those those that's what that makes up that that team. Same fractal model, right? But we're do we're dealing with the administrative, the administrative pieces, pieces to make sure. And really, you know, I, I hate the word administration. I think it really should be support team. This is a support team. Um, yeah, we like may it. have we may have to change that in our all our books and writings and blogs and everything else we've done. But it really makes more sense. They're there to support the ministry team to make sure they can get the ministry done. Well, talk about a dream team. They I mean, they're the ones who I don't know. Maybe they call make them the dream. midwife. So right, yeah. well, they don't make the dream. The ministry they make the dream makes, come true. They are yeah, they're midwives. Right, mid, yep, they birth, midmen, midhusbands yeah. of the dreams. Okay, well, let me say this. I need to go back to this finance stuff. And uh, for a lot of you, a lot of you, maybe even the majority of our churches, uh, we're, it's, it's uh, time for the annual stewardship drive. Yep. We're, we're, so we're out there coming trying fall. to, yep. right, so we got to raise the money so we can build the budget. And most churches, you don't work on the budget until you have your stewardship drive. Uh, except for one church that I, I served a number of years ago that called it the subscription campaign. And so we did the budget. I rather like and that. Then, I don't like it because then you went and you asked people to subscribe to the budget. Oh, no, no. I, th- I, th- I like the subscription model where you charge XYZ per person per year okay, to be I like a part that. of the church. Okay, <laughs> I like that. Okay, that's a great model. Yes, I, that I can handle. There we but are. that is not what they were doing no, at all there. Yeah, no. So, But stewardship isn't just once a year or even twice a year as we're watching. We, we're watching in a growing number of congregations. It's all year. So all through the year, you are are helping to draw a, um, a connection between what people are giving and what, what you're doing with that money, about how it's making ministry possible. I mean, that's where people give, is when they're seeing ministry happening, and they want to be part of that. You, you never get a letter from your alumni association that says, hey, yeah. we need to meet our budget. They yeah. always have stories about how, how students and teachers and professors are making a difference in the world, and we need to take our marching orders from them, or at least take a hint from them, that that's why people give money. They give the money to vision and results, vision and results. Always if, your has, if you don't have any results, then there may be a reason why there's financial issues in the congregation. Well, yeah, that says a whole lot about a whole lot of things, doesn't it? We're kind of chasing this financing a little longer than I, I want to, but I want, I want to add one more thing, okay. and that is, Pastor, ultimately you're the, you are the person who is in charge of the fundraising. Um, you know, the, you have your team that, is, that you hand off, but you are the one who, in the pulpit, in the way you design your worship, et cetera, et cetera, you are the one who sets that tone. And reality is, Pastor, uh, we are only asking you to talk about money from the pulpit as often as Jesus talked about it in his teaching. And the only thing he talked about more than money was the kingdom of God. The rest of the time, you know, the second most common thing he talked about was wealth and money. But he didn't beat up tithing, 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 tithing. In fact, he never mentioned tithing except for the Pharisees who were kind of overdoing it. He talked about sacrificial giving. He talked about your relationship with money. He talked about what wealth could do for you, what wealth could do for you, and etc. So, you know, it, it's not always about 
You got to give, got to give. Yeah. It's how do you manage your money? And Jesus talked about that a lot. And the more we talk about money, the more we have that conversation, the more people will be comfortable with it when the time comes to actually ask for money. Yes, indeed. Okay, that's that's so true. And, you know, I'm thinking, again, in some churches you have lay people uh, that are doing the stewardship moment. You sure. want to start there. And you're talking about generosity uh, and talking, I, we call it time te- uh, giving of your time, treasure, talent, and testimony. testimony. So, you know, how are you giving of your time? Uh, how are you giving of your treasure? And again, always tying it to results. Right. This is this, Look at our church. This is what's right. happened here. The, look at this person's life that's been transformed because of your ministry, uh, or sorry, of, the, of your support of this ministry. So I know I'm mincing some words here, but every time you say, and I get it, I really, I understand what you're saying, but what you're saying doesn't always sound like that in this case. And that is about the minister's the number one fundraiser. And and the reason I come back at that is that it's always, there, there are, you know, three or four number of reasons, conflict, how it manifests. And one usually is that the minister isn't raising the money and it's not just the minister's job. So that is the minister's job to make sure it happens, to make sure it happens. Right. Right. So you minister, if you're one of the leaders in the church, please hear this, that you're there with that pastor, with him or her. And that, uh, that as they challenge you and asks, ask you to, uh, to step up, to broaden your horizons, then you've got you've to respond to that. The other thing, Pastor, you always want to make sure is have a list in your back pocket. So when somebody comes and says, uh, your own wish list, right? Uh, when they say, I'd love to give $1,000, what, what could you use $1,000 for? You better know what you can do. Exactly. $1, if you have to think about it, you've kind of failed in your job. Yeah. And you should know what, you know, how, if someone gives $25, what, it, what you think it would go well for, right. and $2 million, right. and everything in between. Right. Uh, make sure, though, you've checked that list out for most churches. Okay, larger churches, I want large churches, but especially for our small, mid-sized churches, make sure you've checked against that with your uh, with your inner core of leaders or your ministry Your, min- your ministry leaders. team. Your ministry yeah, team. Yeah, your ministry team, because you want to make sure that that's what's going to happen. Not your own little pet project, okay? Right, right, okay, right. we got to keep going. All right, so administration team like includes finances, but your building, um, you know, building and grounds, maintenance and all that kind of stuff, as well as usage. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Um, and, you know, keeping the... the, the the, the parking lot plowed when it snows and all that kind of stuff and databasing office support and all that. I'm making copies. It's a, that's a, your administration or your support team takes care of that. Okay. There's a third team and that's, we call it the policy team or uh, I love this uh, chat. GPT told us call it the vision guardians. I like that I vision like guardian team. All right. So, but they're, they're, yeah, they're your board, whatever you call your administrative team. And here's what we're, we want to really nuance this because most boards in most churches are management boards. And there's no place on this planet, in my personal opinion, for a nonprofit board to be a management board. They only meet every so often, and what they become is the bottleneck for ministry. And they spend most of the time saying no, or we can't afford it, and they're trying to manage and micromanage. And we've got to stop that so that ministry can happen at the hands of the ministry team. So you may relate to this. So many people relate to this. Somebody has an idea for a ministry. It has to go to the board. 
You take it to the board, and the board says, well, you know, that, that sounds like it could be a good idea. Go talk to the, for, to the property committee. This person goes and talks to the property committee, and they say, well, yeah, that, that sounds like that could work. That could be a good idea, but, you know, we have to take it back to the board. So you take it back to the board, and now the board is saying, well, you know, I don't know. Uh, How are we going to fund it? Yeah, what are we, <laughs> we going to have to figure that out six months later? Or so the person doesn't come back anymore because they're gone. And, and I'm talking property, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking property, but I've seen this over and over again with and, things like a vacation Bible yeah. school or you know I, I, a weekend I watched, program. I, I watched someone try to plan a vacation Bible school. It was September before someone said yes. It was like, yeah, there's a problem with your system. Okay, so uh, but yeah. that system over and right. over again, that's the system. Yes, the so system is a problem. That is that is not guarding the vision. Right. In that no, case, no, no, that, right? that's being the <laughs> yes, what do they call the doorkeeper. Yeah, the doorkeeper, or, gatekeeper, yeah, the gatekeeper. Gatekeepers. All right. Okay. So what what is the role of your board? The the board's role is to they do three things. Okay. Number one is they hold the pastor responsible for achieving the vision and aligning the congregation with the mission. Accountable. They're accountable. They right. hold them accountable, accountable for that. Okay, so the, the, the pastor comes and says, this is what we're going to do this year. This is the direction we're going to go. This is how I'm going. The board goes, great. Um, and at the end of the year, they're going, how do we do? And it's like, well, we went over here. We went over here. We never got there. And that's the, the board saying, what's going on? And you don't want to do it. They don't want to hold accountable just once a year. But anyway, right, yeah. are, are we moving forward with that? That's there. Now, they don't hold anyone else on the staff accountable. Okay, no one needs more than one boss besides the, the, the CEO, the executive director, or the pastor. They have a board they, resp- they report right. to, and there that's where the numbers are. Right. But the, the, uh, the, the youth director, the, the, the children's minister, the worship leader, they report to the pastor or to the team leader that they there's a downline from the pastor, not to the board. The board is not their supervisor. Like I said, no one needs more than one. So you hold the if, if the if the worship pastor is messing up and it's becoming a problem, and the board has to mention it, they mention it to the pastor, and the pastor has is the one who deals with it or not, as the case but may the be. But the board, it, they don't the intervene. Board should never even ha- it should never right. even get to the board. Right, the ba- pastor. pastor. The pastor's supposed because, to do it. Yeah, That's the accountability problem, piece. <laughs> yeah, if there's a problem happening down there in your staff or in one of your ministries, and and minister, wow, you need to make sure that you're keeping track of. What the numbers are? What did the education do? You know, what did discipling do? Blah blah blah. You need to be doing that on on a monthly basis. You need and, to be talking to your four team leaders, right? And if you've got a new team leader, you're going to be talking every week for the first at least three months. I know that's a whole other conversation, but you've got to stay on top of it. And when you meet with your board, you celebrate what's going on. But when that you're not doing your job. With those ministry teams, and and you're not doing your job really, even with the right. finance, you need to be talking with finance. You've got to be talking with HR. When it has, to, you have to like when when the board hears about it or whatever. You're when, when the board when the board vision, has to step in. Yeah. you've not done your job. Yeah, that. but but that means that that really we're, we're talking about a situation yeah. where it's working right. Okay, yeah. so we want to the, talk about working the, right. the, the pastor is having uh, regular conversations with the four key leaders right. and keeping up with what's going on. Right. And the board is meeting with the pastor to find out what's going on and to right. hold them right. accountable as for those numbers. Okay, so that's, the, that's number one is accountability. They okay. hold the pastor accountable for mission alignment and vision attainment. Second thing is they monitor and set policy as needed. 
based on what's going on in the congregation. You know, like for instance, um, I was at a, at a congregation and there was a, a booking company says, listen, you've got the biggest uh, uh, fellowship yeah, venue in town that is, that's available for weddings. And we'd really like to be able to book weddings there, but we work with people who want to have champagne to toast the bride. Can we allow alcohol in there? And that was a, that's a policy issue. And so the board had to set the policy. We went to the board and said, hey, this is what we're going on. And they set the policy. Uh, and that, that's a policy issue. And that's, you know, that's a board issue. That's, that's what they do. They set policy. And the reality is you shouldn't have to set policy very often. No. And the reality is you probably don't need to meet with the pastor as a, a, an accountability group very often, probably quarterly. The, the third thing they do, and the last thing they do, is they approve the budget that has come from the administration team or yeah, the support team. The support team. Okay, they're not the ones, they don't create the budget. They look at it and go, yeah, that's great. Or, and it should be, again, a time of celebration. That's right. Because of what the ministry is going to get, what ministry is going to get done. That's right. So your ministry team does ministry. Your support team or your administration team, support make sure teams. that the resources are there so your ministry team can do what needs to get done. And your your board is your policy team, and they help make sure. They're the vision guardian saying right. to the pastor, are we getting there? Are we getting there? How can we help? And They're supportive of that. Right. 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 Yeah. They don't dictate what the pastor's doing in right. those regards, right? I mean, have a very clear... We talk about this all the time. Right. Everybody needs to have this a position. This is where we're going. Well, no, but right. yeah, everybody has a position, uh, a description, including the pastor. Exactly. Right. And this is what you're responsible for. A mission. That's missional. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Every time I have reviewed a, a pastor, a staff person, the way uh, the way it goes down is based on on those precepts. What it is that we've agreed their ministry right. is. And then, uh, and then, of course, we look at values and how they're living out their life. Okay. Right. So, so the, we have three teams, and they, they have very separate responsibilities, but they, they have to work together in, in symbiosis, I guess. Right. They're helping each other. The ministry team has got to do its job and has to have the, the, the resources to do that job, and that's the support team or the administration team's job to make sure they have the resources. But the ministry team also has to coordinate with the administration team. They go back and forth so that so that we're not we're not double booking a room. So that we're you know so the ministry team doesn't say well but but I I wanted that room but I had this room that that right. they were working together right. symbiotically to make sure things are smooth. Sure. Okay, they have to work both ways. And the policy team, of course, is working to just at the thirty thousand foot level primarily right. to make sure the church stays on track for his vision. I do want to point this out though. The ministry team has four core. Uh, I call them right? well. I call them fractals. So right. you have four core fractals. The administrative team also has four core uh, fractals, but the policy team is one. They're one is united. They they're not bifurcated like that right. or bifurcated. Bifurcated, yes, like buffer. Right. So you're you're basically in a way working with nine uh, nine teams, four within one, four within two. And then, uh, and then the one. And just last thing about the the policy team, your sure. board team, and that is a lot of churches have very large teams. Yeah. And what I find is the smaller the church, the larger the board. Yeah. The small, the larger the church, the smaller the board. It's really amazing that the small church thinks they need to have. I was in a church literally that they had seventy members and sixty served on the board. 
what's wrong with this picture? They said, well, no one wants to serve. Well, no wonder no one wants to serve because everyone has to serve. Everybody's so, there. So really, truly, 12 is the maximum that you want on any board. Right. And again, the larger churches we work with tend to have four people in the pastor and they operate and make the decisions and the policy decisions uh, based on what the needs of the church is right. working with the staff. And so the reality is, folks, even if you have a small church, really four people, five with the pastor is really all you need. On the on the policy team. On the policy team. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm right, 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 right. Sure yeah. We're, we're all in here. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. And if and you know, if it anyway, so yeah. that, so there you are. All right. So practical steps, last thing to say, and then we we started with this, so we're okay. gonna end with this. All right. Is that choosing your folks, choosing the people who are on these teams, you're always looking for people who are committed to the vision, mission, and values. You're looking for people who are practicing their spirituality. You know, when in Acts six, when the they made a mess of the of the food pantry, when they, the people came to the pastors and said, you got to solve this problem, the pastors didn't say, go find someone who's an expert in food management or food distribution management. They said, go find someone, go find someone's, actually go build a team that are well known to you. They have a reputation and they, they are spiritually adept and they're make, they've made, they have a history of making good decisions. They're wise. And, and then you start looking at passion and what they do and all the rest. So so choose people based on their spirituality and their passions and their commitment to the church's DNA, the mission and vision and values. Okay, so I also want to say to you yep. is that we're, churches are caught into a system already, right? I mean, you already have policies into place. Um, um, you know, you've got bylaws that you have to follow. Form follows uh, function. function. So you don't want to touch bylaws right now. You may have to suspend a part of them right. to work with that. But take those committees and start to think team. So look at your committees, uh, those of you who are have committees and have to stay with, within committee structure. For the time being. For the time being. Right. right. Yeah. Okay, right. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. So take those and then start to say, okay, what kind of team would they be, be on? Like Christian Ed's a ministry team, right? We might call it something else, but right. I'm just talking right. usual yep. language, right? Um, stewardship is going to be an administrative team. You've got, um, I don't know, you, building, you've got personnel that's, uh, and property, right, right, is over here uh, in administration. You have outreach. You have outreach. That's a it's send going to ministry, be a ministry. Right. right. So just start to section those. And then eventually you can take like all of these particular committees, like a committee, and you may have more than one that would fit in the, say, education committee or right. something like that. So we can talk more about that another day, or please, that's one of the uh, one of the services Effective Church Group provides, and we would love to talk to you more about how you can make these shifts because we just want for your church to be effective. We want you to be sustainable because Lord knows the kingdom of God needs you. All right. Hey, we are, we out, are of time, so out of time, and we will see you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.